A hundred years after some women won the vote, People's History Museum, the home of ideas worth fighting for, explores how far we have come in the fight for representation and how far we have to go. In this section, we'll be looking at legacy, the legacy of activists then fighting for the vote and activists now, what they're campaigning for and what impact it will have of the next 100 years of the fight for equality and the fight for better representation. The first object that I'm going to pause at, you could almost miss if you were walking around the exhibition. It's framed on the wall and it's so small that it's really hard to see. It's a pamphlet from 1912 written by a woman, an anonymous woman whose name we'll probably never know. And it's called Women's Need for Women's Lawyers. Even though next year we'll be celebrating the centenary of women being able to practice law, in 1912, this wasn't something that had even occurred to the rest of the UK. The anonymous woman who wrote this pamphlet states very clearly her arguments for women's need of women's lawyers. And it's all about women's rights over their own voice and over their own body. She states, can you imagine how horrific and humiliating it must be to talk about sexual violence or sexual assault in a room full of men, being listened to men and being judged by men? Having a woman present would mean more empathy, sensitivity, someone who you could really talk to, confide in and trust with these matters. Even though women's rights to their own voices and their own bodies had been a contentious subject, after women gained the right to vote, changes such as this started to happen and we can see this with Mary Stopes' birth control movement, which again was crucial here in Manchester. It really divided female politicians who were making a name for themselves in Parliament and female activists and the all-emerging feminist movement. Women such as Ellen Wilkinson, who we've met before, refused to speak about birth control within Parliament because it would have alienated a lot of her constituents because she herself was a young unmarried woman and it might have seemed inappropriate for her to be talking to her Catholic male and industrial constituents about the use of birth control. The pamphlet, however, is really telling and it's such a poignant object to have in the exhibition. It sits alongside some other campaigning material, campaigning material that you would have doubtless heard about this year. This year, the same year that we put on Represent Voices 100 Years On, Ireland held a historic referendum to change the anti-abortion laws in the country. Repealing the 8th, referring to the 8th Amendment, which gave a woman equal status to that of her unborn fetus, effectively banned abortion across Ireland. It's been a huge debate for years and several moments and several key activists have fought against this for a very long time. However, it wasn't until 2018 that finally the Eighth Amendment was repealed. It was really interesting for us while we were curating the exhibition because we wouldn't know the outcome of the referendum. In fact, we only found out a week before it opened. But that didn't matter because in a case in the exhibition are leaflets and badges with that all important yes vote on. The yes that 60% of all people in Ireland voted for to repeal the 8th Amendment and to finally give women back control over their own bodies. We've spoken a lot throughout this podcast about the difference between using a vote, voice and a vote. And more than ever, feminism is becoming more and more popular. This year in particular, while we've been celebrating the centenary, the word feminist has been printed on jumpers and t-shirts and mugs and notebooks. And if you're anything like me, you will have uh, accumulated a lot of these things. But what does that mean? If you have a mug saying you're a feminist, does it make you a feminist? If you have a t-shirt saying you're a feminist, does it mean you're a feminist? 
What makes you a feminist? Does it mean going out on protests and being active and using your voice? Or does it mean using your vote for the greater good, using it to get women in parliament and to get women represented? One of the objects that we have in the exhibition is a t-shirt. It's from the Fawcett Society who do fantastic work fighting for equality and representation between men and women. The t-shirt became extremely popular a few years ago when politicians such as Theresa May, Ed Miliband and many more started to wear them in the House of Parliament and they have a very simple message. This is what a feminist looks like. Is this what a feminist looks like though? Can we say that Theresa May or Ed Miliband are feminists just because they wear these t-shirts? Do their policies reflect that? Do they act on that? And these are all the big questions that we need to start asking ourselves. The t-shirt sits on display in the exhibition and with it the words of a young student called Baraka. You'll hear Baraka speaking later on about what she said. But she speaks about how just because you say you're a feminist doesn't always make you a feminist. And if you're not being intersectional, if you're not being international, if you're fighting for only one kind of woman, does that make you a feminist? Baraka is a British Bengali student. She sees what happens overseas to women every day, women who don't have the same rights as us, women who have only just won the right to be able to drive. She doesn't see feminism over here supporting feminism over there. And until we have that, can you call yourself a feminist? These are the big questions that we're hoping represent will answer. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but will make people keep thinking and keep reflecting on them. In the meantime, you can see the t-shirt on display in Represent next to Baraka's words, also next to a very interesting piece of artwork. It's a toilet roll called Everyday Sexism, and on it are printed all the terms that women have been told every single day. Some of them are funny, some of them are horrific, but again it highlights how far have we really come, that every day these are the things that women are being subjected to. When we talk about legacy of Represent Voices 100 years on, we want you to go out and use your vote and use your voice, whether it's in protest, whether it's online, or whether it is just talking to your MP. One of the community groups here in Manchester encouraging young women to go out and use their voices is Girl Gang Manchester. Around International Women's Day and as part of the Wonder Women Festival, we invited them to the museum. They ran a project called Women Rule Manchester, where they invited 60 women into the People's History Museum and filmed them answering some questions. The questions included things like, what do campaigns mean to you? Why are days like International Women's Day so important? And you can see the final video here in Represent Voices 100 Years On. You might even see a familiar face because I was one of the women who was interviewed. It's incredible to see women of different ethnicities, ages, people from different places and parts of Manchester, all talking about the issues that mean so much to them. And it gives you hope that women do have a voice now and they're not afraid to use it and they're not afraid to air their opinions and they will keep talking about the issues that matter to them. Girl Gang Manchester run events all across the city of Manchester. They're also based in Sheffield and Edinburgh. So if you're in any of those cities, do go and check them out as well. One of the most important things that Girl Gang Manchester do is engage people with the art of protest, with encouraging people to get political. And they've done several banner making workshops. In fact, they carried one of their banners at processions, which was the national centenary celebration that marched through London in July 2018. 
You can find out more information about Girl Gang Manchester and the work that they do on their website. In the third episode of the podcast, you might remember we talked about some placards. The placards that have been taken on the march against Donald Trump's inauguration in January 2017. Placards that had been made by women here in Manchester, young women and old women alike. They're displayed all together in a corner, hoisted up high, so it looks as if they're still marching. But one of these placards has made its way away from them and actually is there at the end of the exhibition, the last object on display in Represent Voices 100 Years On. It's a very simple object. It's a small piece of cardboard, the words from the city of Pankhurst with love painted on in a white paint. It's tinted with pink, although this wasn't meant to happen. The person who painted it used a red paintbrush and she wasn't too happy when the words came out in pink. We use this message to sign off the exhibition and the story behind the placard is actually quite incredible. Do you remember in episode one when we talked about the Manchester WSPU banner and how through putting it out there on social media and in the news we found the descendant of the person who'd embroidered it? Well, something similar happened with this placard. The image was so powerful and the words so striking that we actually used it as the image for the exhibition and it went out on social media. A few weeks later, a woman called Caroline got in touch with us. Caroline had made this placard. She'd marched with it at Albert Square and has some fantastic photographs of her holding it high that day on the march. Caroline was overwhelmed and so happy that we'd found the placard, that we'd kept it safe and that it was now part of our collection. She even went on to reproduce the placard. It's now on sale in the People's History Museum shop and all the proceeds go to Women's Aid Manchester and to the People's History Museum. The reason we chose the placard to sign off the exhibition is the same reason that Caroline made it. To give people hope. To show people that the city where Pankhurst came from, the city where the fight for the women's suffrage movement started, will carry on fighting not just for the people of Manchester, not just for the people of the UK, but the rest of the world, to ensure that gender equality and fair representation is something that everyone has. So from the city of Pankhurst with love, we will carry on this fight, and we want you to pick up your placards and carry on the fight with us. Represent Voices 100 Years On is a national exhibition exploring the past, present and future of representation, how far we have come in our fight for equality and how far we have to go. From the suffragettes to campaigning groups like Sisters Uncut, the exhibition is community-led, crowdsourced, in order to ensure that everybody's voice has been heard. We opened the exhibition in June 2018. We recreated an image from Black Friday 1910. Now, if you don't know what Black Friday was, a deputation of women marched to Parliament on the 18th of November in order to make themselves heard by the Prime Minister. The Home Secretary at the time, a man called Winston Churchill, ordered for these women not to even reach the gates of Parliament. What encountered was a brutal attack that lasted for hours on end. The women were physically and sexually assaulted, arrested, thrown to the ground. Not one of the assailants was arrested, but the women spent time in jail after what happened. One woman, Mary Clark, even died of her injuries. She was Emmeline Pankhurst's sister. So at the opening of the exhibition, a platform of 30 activists and campaigners led by Helen Pankhurst and Sisters Uncut recreated the photo of these women taken before they left Caxton Hall to march to Parliament. It's a really powerful image to show that today we're carrying on the fight that they started.
Due to the immense popularity of the exhibition, we decided to launch this podcast to offer an in-depth insight into the objects and stories of display. If you'd like to learn more about the exhibition, please visit www.phm.org.uk. The exhibition runs until the 3rd of February 2019, so please do visit and share your images on social media with the hashtag represent. I'm Helen Anchbus. Thank you for listening.